0: welcome to health law talk presented by shahardi sherman williams health law broken down through expert discussion real client issues and real life experiences breaking barriers to understanding complex health care issues is our job
1: and good morning good afternoon whenever you're listening to this podcast welcome to another edition of the health law talk with shahardi sherman william conrad meyer solo today behind the microphone here at Shahardi Sherman-William. Uh, but I have a special guest in the studio, my my, my friend, colleague, uh,
2: another healthcare attorney, Bo Haynes. Thank you for having me, Conrad. Good morning. Good afternoon uh, uh, to the uh, Health Law Talk audience.
1: That's great. I mean, I, I've been trying, so for everyone, Bo and I have known each other. Oh boy, probably at least 15 years, yeah. you know? And so Bo is a colleague. We, we we have a lot of things that we work together with and I've been trying to grab Bo to come down to the studio to come and sit down with me and just talk, you yeah. know?
2: And so he finally, he, he, he came <laughs> today, You he, he showed up. Yes. I'm glad to have you here. Yeah, well, th- again, thanks for having me and um, I, I'm excited about this. Uh, where do you wanna start today?
1: Well, I you know, I, I, I would like just for background purposes. Tell, tell everybody what you do. I mean, people know, I mean, they know that I'm a healthcare attorney. You're a healthcare attorney. What is it that, that you do? Where do you work? What's your background? What kind of things do you do?
2: Sure. So, um, I guess I've been practicing about, um, let's see, 19 years. Um, uh, Loyola college of law, 2004 grad. I'm from, uh, Indiana originally. And I have my undergrad from IU Bloomington, um, I have a BS in public health with a focus on health administration. So I've always kind of had a, a kind of healthcare path, so to speak, similar to you with your, with your uh, master's degree. Um, and so when I went to law school, I was lucky enough to clerk for a boutique healthcare firm that kind of launched my career into this kind of niche space. Um, I spent most of my career at that boutique firm had a, a two-year uh, in-house experience at Ochsner Health System. Um, yeah. And then about six years ago, I lateraled over to Phelps Dunbar here in New Orleans um, to kind of help build their healthcare practice. And I've been uh, a partner there, uh, you know, for the last, I think, four years, four or five years. And
1: and, and I mean, I know you, you've yeah. been doing a long time. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we, yeah.
2: we, 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 we know each other. And we have some overlap. We right? do. In our, in our our skill sets. Um, I am more um, transactional regulatory and compliance focused. I think the easiest way to describe it is anything that touches the professional life of a healthcare provider, Yes, whether that's a physician, a hospital, a pharmacist, a pharmacy, a nurse practitioner, um, we typically handle. So it's regulatory questions, contracts, employment agreements, mergers and acquisitions, Stark Law questions. New areas, fun of, stuff. Yes, new areas of healthcare like telehealth and medical marijuana. Medical marijuana, uh, big
1: big deal. Yeah,
2: yeah, um I am not a litigator, so I think that's where our you and I practices kind of diverge a little. We do. Bit, I mean, yeah. I I, I, yeah.
1: I cross over yeah. on the on the similar side in yeah. the compliance and some right. transactional work and, right. and 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 but but. My also, I, I have no problem going to court. Yeah. And I have no problem arguing for the licensing yeah. boards and, and, and whatever. See, I,
2: I don't think I've been in a courtroom and since, like, my first couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
1: so. well they, you know, they're yeah. kind of fun, depending if the judge is nice yeah, to you, right? Right,
2: right, right. right. You so know? I, I'm truly, I feel like I'm out, out of one of those... Uh, you know, awful legal shows you see on Netflix where it's like the attorney that, you know. And never, you know ne- what? Ne- never goes to court. My mom is
1: watching Suits right now and like <laughs> and loves that show. I, 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 Have you seen that? I'm
2: embarrassed to say that I I binged it on Netflix. Did you binge it? it? I did. I, 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 I,
1: I try to tell my mom. I said. And it's awful. It's awful. But it's. That is not how law firms work. I agree. I agree. All I, those people do is walk in the hall all day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, when, yeah, when yeah. do they ever work? Right,
2: right. You know, you or you crank out the uh, you know billion dollar deal within the span of two hours. Two hours? Yeah, yeah, that does that yeah. never
1: happens. Yeah.
2: You know, it's insane. And I can tell you this: the you know, no one looks as good
1: you know in, in law firms, right? Like like the like suits. Yeah, or, or Boston uh, legal. I'm like, where do they find these? Yeah. Like, that, that's not what people they're, look like, or well, act like, or yeah. dress like, yeah, or they're, anything. They're
2: well dressed. They have all these. Um, Interesting hobbies. high tees, yeah, like, and, and yeah, like they're you know, somebody likes classic cars and right. has a wine collection, and you know,
1: and you notice their yeah. desks are always so clean, like, there's yeah, never really any paper right. on yeah, the desk. I'm not, like, that's not
2: I, law. I, I strive for that, but I, I think it would,
1: you know, I, looks, I have some colleagues yeah. who can do that. You know, I, I kind of live in a, in a I know where my things are kind of deal, but. But I mean, but there, but on the show, it's just so, so unrealistic. But anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm yeah, with yeah, you, yeah. you know? Yeah. So what, so when, you know, what, for those who don't know, Bo and I personally, we both are adjunct professors at the, at Loyola Law right. School. And we've been teaching together now for almost a decade. And uh, whether it was skills class starting off with, and then teaching courses, um, and that's been a fun journey, it by has. the way. It has. That's been a fun journey. Yes. Um, so you and I have, we not only have crossover, we, we have literally sat in the same classroom and taught, you know, 20 plus semesters of students for the last 10 years. Yes. Which is, I mean, wow.
2: Yes. I know. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And we did it all out of the kindness of our heart. We did. Yes, we did. Well, we did. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we are <laughs> altruistic and we are giving back to our alma mater.
1: Yes, we did for, do that. Uh, so, you know what, one of the things that, that we ask and I think comes up a lot is how in the world did we get into this? And right. and, and, and if fair. you're, and if you're interested in this, even if you're a student or you're going through this, even, you know what, even, even some professional medical students who want to learn more about law, you know, what, 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 how do you get into the healthcare field? Right.
2: And, and aside from just going to undergrad and taking a few classes? Right, right. No, that's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, I think you're, you're, path or journey is the, as the kids like to say today, you know, you know, I think first and foremost, I think you really have to have an interest in, in healthcare, right? Right. I mean, you know, that goes without saying, I think for law students, um, I think you can look at it from a different perspective. If you don't really have an interest in healthcare, the other way to maybe describe, you know, I think a large portion of your practice and almost all of mine is, is you're kind of a you're kind of a, a a business lawyer that only does healthcare work. Right. And so if you're a, you know, IP or intellectual property, you know, is, is an interest of yours. If you you like real estate tax, you know, whatever, whatever the flavor is, labor and employment, right. The healthcare industry is something you should focus on because I think it generates, you know, a lot of interesting, um, sub specialties of the law in terms of the type of work you see that come out of the type of clients we represent, um, that I think sometimes goes overlooked a little bit. Um, you know, and, and because I, I just don't think some of the types of healthcare providers that we see as clients is on the, is typically on the radar of a, of a law student that's kind of looking for opportunity and a, you know, a, a related specialty, if that makes sense.
1: That so, makes sense. Yeah. Well, I get that. I mean, I'll, you know, I mean, we, the students we teach, I yeah. mean, they, they yeah. they're, they're, how do I get in? What do yeah. I do? Yeah. And right. I like the idea that, and people don't know this, but you know, the GDP, the amount of money that we yes. spend right. nationwide on healthcare right. is almost 20%, right. which right. is just astonishing. Right.
2: Right. So, and, I mean, if you got
1: that much money. Yeah.
2: And, and I mean, it's almost like a, you know, a large health system as a client is almost like a, a little city that you represent, yes. you know, or, or, you know, and, and I mean, I, if I, you're lucky enough to get that, yeah, right. exactly, right, And so, but I, I think to your point though, and I, I mean, I've started off our, our class, um, you know, every year, you know, you've heard me say this is healthcare c- casts a large shadow over our economy, just as you said, in terms of our, our spending, right. Our political discussions, our day in, day out decisions, you know, um, for a lot of us of a certain age, you know, healthcare is going to be a major part of our life when we talk about, you know, our, our aging parents and the, and the baby boomer generation and, and no how doubt. that's going to impact us um, probably more so than maybe prior generations have seen just because of life expectancy and, and, and you're having, a, a, well, I guess, the largest or the second largest generation consuming healthcare resources. You know at a time in their life where they're going to need you know those younger generations to kind of help you know plan for them so i mean i just think as i said it just casts such a large shadow over you know uh, you know our, our daily lives and so kind of taking that kind of broad view of it it it's an opportunity to, uh, you really get into an industry that's always changing and is obviously not going anywhere for well, a lack well, of a better term. So. Y-
1: well, let me ask you this. Cause yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we, we, talked about this yeah. and, and we talk about it in class. Yeah. I talk about it at other, other places. Um, the industry that we speak of yeah. and what we're seeing even as healthcare lawyers now, um, is it broken? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's simple. It, is it broken? I mean, or I, I guess, and it's all perspective based, right? right? So, right. so when you look at it, like a Canadian healthcare system, right. right and, and they have like a single payer system. Right. So, I mean, and we are starting, you know, we, we, and we've been hearing the drumbeats about single payer for a right, long time. Right. So, so my question is, is, you know, comparatively from what you're seeing, from yeah. what you're hearing, you know, broken, not broken.
2: I, I don't know that it's Broken. I think we've taken pieces of the systems that have worked in other parts of the world and kind of piled it on top of other components of our system here, and then it doesn't quite fit. So it's almost like a mishmash of, you know. So we England. get a
1: bouillabaisse yeah, of all yeah, these things, yeah, right? The, the, the gumbo. The, of the, the health gumbo, health care, the right?
2: Yeah. And so I think that's where there's a lot of um, issues in terms of of gaps of care, gaps for payment, um, gaps for coverage, and I'm using gaps generically. But I think then all those issues um, kind of become politicized. And then, you know, whether that's the insurance lobby – the hospital lobby the everybody you know, wants a piece you know the and the change in administrations regardless of where you mm-hmm. are and your political views um you know and, and so i just think it's it's it, unless we are truly going to embrace a system whatever that is whether it's single payer or but i, I think a we, hybrid yeah I, well, but even that it's like you know we can't be a you know, a little bit here, a little bit there and all these different systems. And I think it'll just continue to be, um, dysfunctional a little bit is probably a polite way to put it.
1: Um, um my students are that, because yeah, I teach, yeah, it, I teach yeah, at, uh, UNO too. Yeah, and, right. and basically I talk to my UNO master's class their right, the MHA right. class. Right. And, and I'll, usually the first lecture is always on deliver, deliver right, right, delivery, delivery right, system. Right. 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 The, you know, and so components. Other yeah, components. Yeah. Right. And then we go into other. Countries' healthcare systems, right. and we talked about Canada because we actually right. have a Canadian student in the class.
2: Oh, so that's pretty cool that they can not only a Cana- I have insight. a, I have
1: a student from Canada. Uh-huh. I've got a student from Nigeria, uh-huh. so I have the Nigerian perspective, and then I've got a student. Um, I want to say either Peru or Colombia. Okay. So I have a so I have different things. Yeah, you know, and so the, the Canadian student was talking about. Well, yeah, we if you want to go get X, Y, and Z, if you if you break your leg sure you get the emergency treatment, but let's say you need to you know, have it set or you need an MRI for something, mm-hmm. you know, you're on a six month wait to get an MRI. Jeez. And I thought to myself and I asked them and I asked, them, and, they, and we were talking about that in the United States. And I asked her, so why is it six month wait? And she said, well, they, they only have so many MRI machines in Canada. So it's an access. Access issue. Yep. And so my question is, is what would you think Americans do if they were told you can't get an MRI. Well, you're gonna, have, you're not get to pay for it. It'll be free. But regardless of whatever neck, back, shoulder, whatever pain you're feeling with, you're not going to get in
2: there for six months. How do you think people would react? No, oh, they go crazy, or they just be indifferent to it, just never get it, or go somewhere else,
1: or go some somewhere else right. that they could right. maybe. Right?
2: Are you seeing that a lot where people travel internationally for uh, access?
1: on the cosmetic side yeah. and for other things that and expense expense side uh, right they go to they go yeah. south of the border yeah okay you know i'm uh, so curious and even 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 Canada is able to procure medications from mm-hmm. what i understand like mm-hmm. the, i remember the insulin where people were going oh, to right, remember right, that right right yep you know but even though uh, that happens uh, you know we, we talked about how do so how do we reconcile the culture of and what i call I, I'm, I'm using these euphemisms of uh, Burger King. You know, my way, right away, now. Right, That's right, the way yeah. Americans think. Right. I want it my way, right away, now. Right, right. right. Immediate, right. immediate, access, immediate you know,
2: gratification. Oh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. There is there is zero 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 uh, inhibitory response <laughs> delay from you know from the culture here. Correct. Yeah. So how do you negate that with the idea of you know the Canadian system? Where you don't. Your, your taxes would be right. massively right. Affected to cover everybody, yeah, right? Right. right. And it's tough. Yeah, I agree. Tough. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's really tough. Yeah,
2: and I don't know that um, if you move it into the political arena, I don't know that. And maybe it's purposeful. Maybe it's you know just you know self preservation, whatever. That I, we've we typically do a good job of explaining. You know the the goals of maybe a single payer system or a different system or a hybrid system. We can
1: talk about it. That's for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But we don't, you know, doing it's a different deal. Yeah. And, and I, and I I worry that maybe just the communication is always an issue and kind of people understanding what it is.
1: Well, speaking of communication, how many times have you heard from a politician on communication? Uh, Yeah. And and I'm going to say one quote, ready? We're gonna provide high quality,
2: low cost healthcare. Right. Yes,
1: right. How, how many times have you heard yes. that? Yes. I and mean, that's right. like a buzzword.
2: Right, right, right. For 30 years, right. Right.
1: <laughs> and it's like, wait,
2: <laughs> so, who comes
1: up with that? So that's you, a feel good. Yeah,
2: I, I agree, I agree. I wanna I, grab
1: yeah. those guys and say, you have zero idea about what you're talking about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my one question, I guess you mentioned your master's students, um, yeah, I, I. It was a good uh, conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, and I, I just kind of want to get your thought on this because I did a semester, I think, at Tulane. Yeah. Um. Uh, f- and and I, what I found interesting was, um, and this is not a negative thing towards the the many talented and and bright law students we've had at Loyola, but there I thought the the MPH MHA students were. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed teaching them, not more, but in terms of engagement and and kind of facilitating discussion where they were kind of thinking outside the box because their focus was only healthcare. Right. Versus, I think, the challenge of teaching, you know... Law students. And- Jimmy or, 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 you know, Jimmy or Susie, law student... Right. ...who has no healthcare background, you know, the fundamentals of healthcare, and then trying to... Uh, and the healthcare delivery system and then trying to um, give them enough baseline information or bench, you know, uh, to then kind of have uh, engaging discussions on all the different, you know, regulatory, right? you know, and, and I always found that challenging. So it, I always, I always enjoyed the, the perspectives from the master's students because they are healthcare focused and law is kind of a, or the regulatory overlays like just one part of their education. Right. But they come with so much more of a a baseline in terms of knowledge and so I always enjoyed, you know, their their creative view on, you know, things or, and or kind of where they've been because the I think the backgrounds are probably more diverse or at least that's been my experience in the master's program. They are. Programs. They
1: so, are. And let me tell you yeah. they they're totally focused on healthcare. Yeah. And so yeah. what's interesting, you know, especially for my master's students is that they there, some of them are actually in in the healthcare yeah. administration already already there. So uh-huh. when we talk about delivery and some challenges or regulatory or fraud or right. or HIPAA, whatever the flavor of the law of regulation is today, they see it, mm. they get yeah. it, yeah. you yeah. know. Um, and so I love that, yeah. you know, and, and the fact that I had an, uh, a Canadian student in there that could talk about what it's like. And then I, and then I just let them discuss. Like right. she talked about right. the MRI issue, for example. Right. And I just turned to the class and I said, well, "How does that make y'all feel?" Right. Exactly. And no one liked it.
2: Yeah. 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 I'm
1: like, yeah. we'll see. I said, so so this change that everybody want, it's going to be very very hard. It's going. Yeah. Gonna, no,
2: that's interesting. That's interesting.
1: You know. And then the Nigerian student, her take. You want to want to hear about this? This is unbelievable. She said, "Well, there's not even a single payer." I'm like, well, what do you? What what do you mean? She's like, if you are in an accident in Nigeria, you better have a bag of cash. And because when you show up to the ER, you better say, I've got a bag of cash to treat me. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, and I looked at the rest. I said, how does that make y'all feel? And everyone was stunned. Right. I don't know if that takes place. I'm right, not. Right, I'm, right. I'm not an expert in Nigerian right, healthcare right, delivery. Right, right. I'm not. Let me premise that. I've never been to Nigeria. I don't know. I'm just hearing what one student from Nigeria said that, and that blew me away. That's wow. And I asked my. I, mean, I said, it, "How would you like to be in the? Go quick, honey. Get the backpack, the, yeah, the go right. bag of of, of ten thousand dollars in cash right. to make sure we get treated.
2: Right. Right. That's crazy. That's insane. Yes. That's insane. They're nuts. But you're right. It takes us out of kind of our myopic. You know, view of, you keep, of right. the world when you when you're able to kind of ha- open up dialogue with, you know, folks from different backgrounds, whether they're here or abroad, but you know, and just hear how they interact with, you know, the healthcare system.
1: And and the yeah. one thing these most of these students work in and some of the healthcare fields already, right. but other ones too that they're so young, yeah, they haven't even been in the system yet because uh, right. they're oh, not sick, oh, yeah. Oh.
2: Do you remember I I think Remember that? Yeah, well I think we were doing uh, one of our um kind of joint lectures. I think this is obviously a Loyal and we were talking about the you know, the um movement or the uh the acceptance of telehealth during and post COVID, whereas before, you know, not everyone Oh it's changed patients understood it except for a certain generation. But I mean I remember doing a show of hands, like, you know, how many people have had a telehealth visit before, you know, March, 2020 and nobody, nobody. And then afterwards it was the entire class, um, which I was a little surprised for that generation though, because there's, you know, the The the, iPhone generation, yeah, yeah, Yeah. like the millennials and Gen Z or whatever it is now. uh, I can't keep up with all that. Yeah. That, that they were, um, you know, that they, seek value in healthcare and really in all things. And, and they are, you know, they're obviously, they embrace technology, um, more that they would want something that's more convenient to kind of go back to the, you know, the, just kind of the, the Burger King analogy that yes. you used. And so I was kind of surprised that no one, at least of that generation had not really, at least in the context of our class had uh, you know, embraced or had a telehealth that I thought was
1: interesting. Now, so. now, 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 post-COVID, right? Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. the genie's out the bottle. Right, exactly. Ain't going back in. Exactly. exactly. You know, can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, right? Yep. Agreed. Agreed. So, I, but what amazed me, and, and I'm, I'm going on your telehealth thing yeah. for a second, and, and this is why I find things just so backed up, because literally when, when, when in March of 2020, and I think you'll remember this, it was in March or maybe sometime very shortly thereafter, when, when, when lockdown started happening, right. right? When people became really scared, and I understand that feeling. Um, they cut, meaning they, the government, Senate, CMS, um, DOJ, DHH, all of them band together, and literally within like days – Cut the red tape on telemedicine that had been bogged down for ten yeah. years. Oh yeah. So within days. Yes. So, so it just shows uh, yep. you yep. that yep. when you, yep. you can get it done. Yeah. You don't yeah. need to waste yeah. all this and, time. And that was frustrating to see, oh, right? Especially man. You know, from like, a regulatory standpoint. You know, yeah, we yeah, do that. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's nuts. And, you know, I
2: think. Um, you're right, DOJ and uh, Office of Civil Rights for, from the health Correct. You're, like, you're right. Like, the Just the platforms it. that had to be HIPAA compliant they you know, did, eliminated uh, yeah or they or they at least said they would it was a waiver Like prosecutorial maybe. discretion that's right like that's right that's gonna, the word right in order to facilitate you know COVID response and things like that um, but you're right like from uh, you know not to go down the kind of healthcare you know policy wonk rabbit hole but I mean you know to get a telehealth visit paid by Medicare pre March 2020. Impossible. It was hard. Yeah. And you had to, there's only a few things. You had to be in a, in a correct location on both ends of the. And I think the reimbursement was like lower than an actual face to face. That's all changed. Yeah. And so now it's like, you know, you can have it almost literally anywhere. Um, kind of like law firm, I hate yeah. to say this, I mean, the law oh, yeah. firm culture, oh, yeah. like I oh, thought, yeah.
1: so Katrina, I'm, I'm, now I'm really pivoting here. So to get off the policy issues, so so I, so remember Katrina, before Katrina in law firms, we would, I mean, I can remember wearing suits every oh, yeah. day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. In a hundred degree heat, yes. right, you would yes. sweat. Yes. And then after Katrina it became business casual, except Fridays, Yes. you know, oh, 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 I'm sorry, business semi-casual, um, cause it was casual Fridays when we had right. suits, but then, and then now post COVID yeah. now it's like, I got attorneys telling me I want to work from home.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: Like I want to be home yeah. working remotely.
2: At, uh, do you see that too? Uh, yeah. I, and I think, um, I'm not saying at Phelps, but I mean, just in our, no, in our, I mean, in, our, mean, in at, our area at, at Phelps and, and elsewhere. I mean. You know, I think it's a reality of the situation, even outside um, the legal industry. But I think particularly inside the legal industry, there was so much movement, like post-COVID. Yeah. When, you know, you know, whether it was downsizing or some, you know, some firms just didn't have the ability mm. to kind of stay afloat. And I mean, not to you know bring up anything that's going to give us all including the audience PTSD. But I mean, one of the things we saw was that in order to kind of compete for talent, you know, you had to be open to things like remoting and
1: flex, schedule, flex schedules
2: right. and, and more pay. Yeah, exactly. More pay. exactly. And, you know, and, and, you know, my view largely was like, I think that's a good thing. I think we need to evolve, you know, oh, I agree. In, in the legal industry and elsewhere. I mean, my uh, youngest brother works for a large pharmaceutical company and he was going into the office and he's now fully remote and no kidding and they have a team meeting i think once or twice a month like for a couple days so it's intense but that's how they kind of keep engagement on the um, team meeting um, yeah, right yeah yeah and everything else is zoom and teams now he's a wow you know he's a like a He's an IT director or systems director for a large pharmaceutical company, and their manufacturing plants. I mean, he's got a wide range of responsibilities, but from the, the people aspect of it, um, you know, he kind of created a home office, and I think I think they, you know, you know, he had, he was kind of provided the support and resources to make sure that would function, and and you know, uh, I, I think that's been interesting. What about you all? I mean, we've we we did that. I mean, we've we've had we've looked at attorney candidates that have wanted remoting and
1: the the problem in law firms Bo, and i'll tell you this the problem has been for us is convincing the older generation of partners that this is where we need to go yes and that's been the challenge i mean i mean they they are the they are the generation that they want to physically see you in office right and they feel like if you're not in office then you're not working right or if you're not sitting in your seat and nothing billing you're not working and and, and we're trying to have to say well no that's not the case
2: right and 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 i think that you're right that is kind of a you know, 1980s view of of law firm life, right? I mean, or, you know, and maybe I'm going back too far, but I mean, the idea of of telecommuting was, you know, that you had a laptop that was separate from your desktop and you had to go you know, check it out and take it home with you and log into the system via Citrix and all that fun stuff. And and now we don't, you know, now we're much more nimble, right? Well, nimble, but the the technology's caught up. That's what I'm saying. From a technology standpoint, like...
1: Like my work inbox right here is on my home inbox. Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly.
1: Now I have to remote in, but the connection's
2: solid. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I, you know, I'm probably more um, just my own personal view is, is I don't really care where you work. Like just get it done. Yeah. And, and be available just like I would be available to you now where I think there is just some natural shortcomings on that front is I think you do lose, you know, in person, just personal engagement, yeah, I mean, connection. And you know, I mean, I think a lot of young and, people and, miss that now. If you, if you do want peers in a peer group yeah, and, and kind of thrive all that in your professional life, that's tough to do at home uh, exactly and at I, home. and i think you can lose some learning opportunities and things like that um so but you know I, I you know whether you're a law firm or a you know physician you know or i'm sorry a you know pharmaceutical company or or whatever i think you it's know, here it's, to it's stay exactly, it ain't, exactly it's not going
1: anywhere. Yeah. that's why when people yeah. tell me like 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 some of the policy issues we talked about in our class was about Medicare itself, the solvency right. and um, and of uh, the social security and things like that, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't think those are going anywhere
2: well, you know it, and its it's yeah, I agree, and it's interesting to see where it's popped up. I mean I was talking to an house counsel of a large health system, not not local and but they were Gulf Coast, but the hmm. lawyer I was talking to was in. Like North Carolina. Oh, wow. Fully remote. No kidding. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I just applied for this, you know, was looking to make a change. And, and they picked like, them up.
1: Yeah. That's really know, cool. Right. Right.
2: And it, it, all this is all post COVID stuff. That's so. kind of neat. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, you know, I, you know, I, I, think a lot of changes are coming, um, post COVID, uh, especially back to the, to healthcare, what we do, uh, I'm curious. Uh, what would you say would be some of the top things you're seeing now, generally speaking? Yeah, sure. That you're seeing coming down the pipe for healthcare.
2: Um, so uh, I'm just going to use the last six months, yeah. just for anecdotal purposes. Sure. Does that work? Yeah. Um, so I think private equity continues to be dominant. Dominant. Um, you know, we're seeing it across. You know, I'll just say the Phelps footprint, which is the Gulf South. Um, primarily in orthopedics, yeah. um, some ENT and GI. I don't know if you've seen that. Not yet. And, uh, I yeah. mean, I've seen in an
1: ortho um, and neuro. Those yeah. are the two um, places. And
2: then, de- and uh, 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 and then ophthalmology, which I think that, that's, that's interesting. That's been going on for a while though. I think because of all the different kind of like ortho, all the different ancillaries you can from spin. the ophthalm. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, so I think that's, conti- like, you know, our clients are going to continue to kind of see or entertain, you know, those um, opportunities, you know, with, with private equity. Um, um and I guess staying on that one before I move is like you'd, you mentioned, I have not seen one unwind yet, but you had mentioned that, yes. that you're, you're starting to see.
1: I have had two that have right. unwound and it was basically the, 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 the sellers decided to say, okay, we we're putting the brakes on this. Right. And I think it was only because private equity sounds great, Yes. Because the multiples, they start yeah. with the beauty well, pageant. The multiples yeah, start yeah, really multiple high. sounds
2: great. <laughs> multiple sounds
1: really great. Right. And, and but well, the, well, the way they do it, and I've seen this playbook now right. multiple times right. the, 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 you know, we're not even involved at the point where they start and someone, someone reaches out to one of the owners and says, Oh, we're very interested in this. We're private equity, blah, 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 we're looking at, you know, multiples of, you know, you know 10 10 plus right. more right right and then everyone's like wow yeah and so the older guys are can't stop you know they want to chomp at the bit yes. right yes. and so suddenly then all of a sudden okay lawyers we need an nda we're going to start here the beauty pad is going to start and then as the process rolls forward right um and we i won't get into the the, right, the, the right, maneuvering right. of the investment bankers and how that works with council but anyway so say, say you're on right and as that moves forward suddenly the multiple. Becomes less. It's, well, maybe now we're down to nine or eight. And then, well, we're not going to give you the full buyout. You have to withhold some, you know, earn earn out, earn out, a buyout, or withheld. And so there's, so that big number slowly creeps down,
2: which I mean is, is, and then the control issue comes in. Yeah, well, there's the control. The governance. Then, you're right. Once they get into due diligence, right? Yeah, just, they just start to whittle away at it, and, and that's and, purposeful. Exactly. Exactly. So,
1: you know, and then the governance issue. I try to tell them, you know, if I'm representing the not the private equity, but the but the sellers, right? Right. You know, my always concern is is governance. You right. Be really, really careful you, of what you wish for. Exactly.
2: And I and I think that's where I at least in in my experience, you've seen a real. Um, generational fight between maybe the physician that's probably in the stage of career, uh, you know, is our age, Oh, yes, right, right. Oh, like, so, well, the, on the great, back, no, on but the back nine, but I'm still going to be here for the back nine, and then some of the guys that are
1: going in, going into out. the golf yeah, shop, yeah, right? right, the, de- right. The, the men's lounge. And they're like,
2: well, that's great for, you, for know, you. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's been an interesting dynamic. Um, so other things we've seen, um, uh, was actually at a CLE a few weeks ago and got to hear uh, the um, uh, f- a few U.S. attorneys um, kind of talk about current enforcement activity. Um, and it's anything anything it's, that was it's, interesting. It's, it's all the same stuff. It's just just repackaged. Yeah. So it's you know they're really starting to look at the COVID tests. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, I got a call about that last week.
2: Uh, I think DME is still hot. Um, I know me, but, but, but the COVID
1: home kits, oh, yeah, 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 that's that's yeah, a hot yeah. thing. Yeah,
2: um, you know, upcoding, you know, is still a big like coding blatant, for, yeah, or like no patient relationship, you know, like all that kind of like, stuff, like just yeah, just a just code, like the old school. Oh Ford my word! Stuff. How do uh, people think they can just do that? I don't know. It's crazy. It's, it's nuts. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so we've seen a little bit of that in terms of just it always interesting wow. to hear and, and we've seen it in our own practice a little bit. I mean, in terms of interesting people potentially having issues. Um, let's see. Uh, Anything else on your radar? Medical marijuana continues to be a, I know a, you like that. Yeah. It, I mean, I like it, but it's, it's just been a, it it's been a fun industry to, you know dip our toes in and it. cool. it's continue to expand across again our footprint in the Gulf South and I mean it's
1: you think of Louisiana okay I know cuz I've been asked this yeah. okay I know right now medical marijuana Louisiana yeah. got the green light yes. right yes. so you know where I'm going with this <sighs> where are is Louisiana going to become a recreational state down the road do you think that's in yeah. that cards or or is the now the medical marijuana lobby going to try to stop that
2: so that's a good question well I, I and I also don't know if if so, it'll be interesting to see if it's rescheduled or descheduled on a federal level. Like, how does that? Because that reconcile? hasn't happened yet. Yeah. yeah. So, how does that reconcile? I Biden might want to do that. I think they're, I mean, I think, I think I saw it this week in the AHLA. I think they put forth a, maybe a reschedule. So, they they bump it from a uh, schedule one to, to a two to where they could do other things with it that, they can't do now like research and things like that. Um, but how does that trickle down on the state level? Cause right now, we're well, then just, the banks would, would, would yeah, open up, right? The banks would open up, but then, you know, right now it's essentially a state-based regulatory scheme for medical marijuana or adult use, depending on where you are, you are before Louisiana, like, will the board of pharmacy and LDH still regulate it, even if it's adult use or rec use, right? Like, and I wonder if, you know, you know, so in Louisiana, they made a, a conscious effort to focus on, you know, making sure that, you know, the board of pharmacy would kind of control the dispensary. So it's looked at as, you know, any other farm legitimate. Yeah. And well, that's what the, uh, the universities doing doing. Exactly. And so, you know, I, so for right now, I think it's it's controlled in Louisiana, I think in a good way. Right. Um, but I don't know what happens. You know, it, it, let's say and I'm just this is totally without any type of knowledge but I you know or or it's totally anecdotal is you know, if it went rec use would the nine or ten dispensaries be the only places you could get it? It doesn't really change in terms of access. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes and sense. like and do you you know, does it and then do you control it from a you know, from a supply chain standpoint on the cultivation side, does it stay with Southern and LSU? and and so the market's still controlled just to guard against some of the you know traditional concerns over marijuana. Yeah, I could um, see that. That that would be my view. But I mean ironically um you know because I think Louisiana gets a, a reputation that maybe is is probably valid of being 50th or close to it in a lot of things. I mean <laughs> for for <coughs> excuse me for, for uh medical marijuana. I mean they were one of the early adopters. It was just more of a controlled environment, and they phased in the regulatory. Scheme. I remember, so, just so you know, this. Yeah. I went. To,
1: I went to Ole Miss. That was right. my undergrad. Okay? Yeah.
2: And then and speaking of marijuana, this
1: yeah. is this happened before medical marijuana even yeah. to, even, even yeah. was a thing. They had the only legal marijuana growth or whatever it was right. in Oxford because the government, I think the FDA right. was doing some kind of tests yeah. with it, whatever. Yeah. And I remember being told that if you drove around that I mean, they had spotlights and guard towers <laughs> and they were like roving patrols. Well, the, like it was like a big like a penitentiary. Yeah, I mean, the, it was big.
2: The, the security controls on these dispensaries are you know, the requirements that in order to operate as a dispensary, just so it's, bi- it's still, yeah. and, and then you uh, don't
1: just walk in uh, there willy nilly. And and,
2: and and then the, the growth facility is the same thing. Um, and you know, Mississippi just went live in the last year or so with its program. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, medical only, um, not as controlled. Um, and, and <laughs> in terms of who can enter the marketplace, right. So like, you know, you and I, if we met the license requirements, you know, <coughs> could me. could conceivably get a license for to grow, process, dispense, whatever. You know, provided we you know met the the statutory requirements. <coughs> but it, I mean, I'm like, like yeah, that's right. off here. That's all right. Um, well, so anyway, it's you know, I think it's I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it, it is.
1: <coughs> My kids coughed. No, I got it. <laughs> anyway, well,
2: look, I, I think I, I, I'm curious if we're going to become a rec state. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think it'd probably, f- I again, saying it without any knowledge, five to 10 years. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, you know, five to 10. Well, look, you,
1: yeah. you have the industry control now. Yeah. I mean, interesting. I think what
2: we do is so interesting yes I, I, I really enjoy I what we do we, and we've covered a lot of ground here today on a variety of different things so i'm just yeah. happy you came in the studio <laughs> i mean i've been trying to get you here for a while well i mean we got this beautiful view i mean like i told yeah, you
1: they, the people can't
2: see this but it's, uh, it's overlooking know, you, the lake uh, yeah nice? you got this beautiful view it's the canal place of, of <coughs> jefferson parish like i told is you is that is that what we call it well, yes well, so you, you, tell, it. you can yeah. tell you can tell tell your canal, partners yeah yeah canal place of jefferson
1: <laughs> Look, I really appreciate that. And and let me just say this. I don't want this to be the only time we do this.
2: Oh no, I no, want no, you to come let's, back. No, let's keep doing it. Cause we, we, I mean, we could, I mean, what have we been talking about? 40, 45 minutes. We could be doing this. We could talk another hour. We
1: could, least. I mean, we, and on a, on a yeah. specific, you know, a specific yeah. topic. So, uh, but I want to thank you for yeah. for coming down. Yeah. I really do. And, and, and let's let's continue this going yeah. forward. So
2: yeah. I w- I would love to be a, a special guest contributor or whatever, whatever. I would love that. Yeah. You know because
1: we we do do different things, and I think it'd be great for the audience to listen to some of that. And and look, if you're an audience member too, if you have an, an issue yeah. or a topic, please yeah. send us an email. Uh, my email cm at shahardy Uh, Bo, what's your email?
2: Uh, it's bo.haines, dot haynes at phelps p h e l p s dot com. So.
1: See, we don't, see, we don't discriminate here. We, we, we are open to all views. Okay.
2: <laughs> and I'll
1: offer all I'll offer right? You know, we, well, I mean, it's about, to me, it's about information.
2: Right, right. Right. I agree. I mean, look, I
1: we, 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 you know, there's only a cadre of people that do what we do and, and I'm happy to, to, to know, to know you for as long as I have, um, you know,
2: I, I appreciate that. And, um, I've, uh, you know, knowing you for the last 15 years as a, as a friend and colleague and, and teaching with you, it's been a lot of fun. So I, I appreciate you, uh, inviting me on and, um, I look forward to the next time, my friend.
1: Absolutely. Well, look, everyone, thank you very much for listening to this episode on Health Law Talk at Shahardi Sherman-Williams. Again, Bo Haynes, thank you for coming in. Conrad Meyer uh, at the microphone. Enjoy. Send us your comments, if you will. Have a great week and do whatever you do best. You do you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Health Law Talk presented by Shahardi Sherman-Williams. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel, make sure to give us that five-star rating, and share with your friends. Shahardi Sherman Williams is providing this podcast as a public service. This podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast does not constitute legal advice, nor does this podcast establish an attorney-client relationship. Reference to any specific product or entity does not count as an endorsement or recommendation by Shahardi Sherman-Williams. The views expressed by guests on the show are their own, and their appearance does not imply an endorsement of them or their entity that they represent. Remember, please consult an attorney for your specific legal issues.